Hello, everyone. This is Celine, and I'm Adele. Welcome to the Anna Podcast with your host, our mom. She amplifies women by sharing their unique stories to empower a community through the mission and their message. This month's series is a feature on motherhood, and we, we are, are happy, happy to, to introduce, introduce our mom, Sarah Johnson. Welcome back to the In Awe Podcast and our series on motherhood. Today's guest is a person who has had experience amplifying many motherhood stories and has spent time pouring into other moms across the country. Maria Alcoke is the host of the Engine Mom Podcast. She's a CrossFit Level 1 trainer, a certified pre- and postnatal coach, and she runs her own graphic and web design studio, Maria Vita Creative. With over 15 years in the creative field in both agency and education settings, she left the corporate world to pursue her own business right before the birth of her first child. Now, a mother of two, Maria has a thriving design business and has merged her passion for teaching and fitness through coaching. In September 2017, she launched the Engine Mom podcast, where moms share their personal stories of how they shift gears from their family to their work and the pursuit of their passions and how they make all of that work within the scheme of motherhood. Maria realized the importance of being able to shift gears after the birth of her second child, and we talk more about that in today's show. In today's episode, Maria shares her experience learning to reinvent herself after layering on the title of mom, how she surrounded herself with community to grow in her motherhood as well as retain her identity, and how she has learned to step away from one project she loves in order to make room for what she loves most. Listeners, you are going to love Maria Alcoke and her motherhood story. Welcome to the In A podcast and our feature on motherhood. I am so super excited to introduce to you my listeners today, Maria Alcoke, also known as the Engine Mom. Welcome, welcome, Maria. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be chatting with you. I'm just super pumped that our listeners get to hear all about the incredible things that you're doing in the world. Um, tied, of course, to your motherhood story, but I know that we're going to have listeners introduced to you that are just going to relate. So Maria, would you provide just a little bit of context um, so that the listeners can kind of know what you're up to and where you are in the world? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I reside on the East Coast and I am the mama for two little baby girls. Uh, well, one's a very little baby and one's a four-year, almost four-year-old. So I've got a five-month-old and an almost four-year-old. And in the wild journey of motherhood, I found myself in uh several different roles as a business owner, a small business owner, I should say, a fitness coach and a podcaster, about to be former podcaster as I start to step away. And we'll definitely dive into that uh, later in this conversation. But I am happily married to another entrepreneur. So our lives are quite uh, eventful when it comes to our work and our play. So we really just try to find, I say all the, always say this in air quotes, the balance between work and play and parenting and constant work in progress. It's, it's hard as we all know to, uh, to do things that are sort of off the beaten path. And I think motherhood is one of those things as well. So just trying to, enjoy the ride. I love so much that you are featured on the motherhood series because I could have, well, I've begged you to be on my podcast. Let's just be honest. So listeners, we are, we have a gem here and I could feature you in just a wide range of series, but motherhood specifically, because you have not only having your own experience now with your beautiful children and kind of what you talked about with air quotes, balancing all of that, but also how much you've poured into 
mothers and women in your passion project with the Engine Mom podcast. So would you just be willing to share uh, a little bit about that podcast and kind of how it started, what uh, your listeners, what's your focus and your mission for your listeners? And then, of course, we'll get into a little bit about where you're headed with that. Oh, of course. So the Engine Mom podcast was uh, as you said, it's a passion project that launched in the fall of 2017. And that was just about two years, a little bit over two years into my motherhood journey. I went through a ton of major life transitions between losing a job, starting a new business with my husband, getting pregnant, moving across the country, quitting the business that I had started and diving into coaching, starting my motherhood journey. I mean, all these things happen kind of simultaneously. And the whole time I'm thinking, I got this, I can, you know, I have control over this. And one of the things that any mother can attest to, you understand that you lose so much control during motherhood and you have to learn to let go of the high, high expectations that you might have set for yourself and for your family and for your life at that time, because things are just very different. And we're trying to navigate all of that. And that was a big inspiration behind the Engine Mom podcast, because I found that the more women and especially moms that I connected with as I was navigating motherhood, I found that we all went through the same type of challenges. We we shared similar struggles, but we weren't having conversations about them. And we weren't having conversations about, while it's very difficult to sort of find ourselves or rediscover ourselves in motherhood, it's not impossible. And so there were so many things about what I did and who I identified as prior to being a mom that I wanted to hold on to. And you know, going back to that idea of like, oh, I had, I had to let go of these notions that I I was this one thing. I started to kind of reinvent myself. And so the that is the long-winded way of saying that the Engine Mom podcast was was born of my desire to find ways to connect women to each other through telling stories, through sharing their stories of motherhood and also sharing their stories of how they stayed in pursuit of their passions or maybe rediscovered their passions as mothers because they were it was important to them to still have them their own identity um, so that we weren't so wrapped up in the only thing that we were were uh, taken on the role as mom. We were also maybe business owners or women that were pursuing some type of side project because it made us feel whole. Because as much as we love being parents, there's so much more to, to us. We're multifaceted people. And so that was the big motivation and inspiration behind starting the Engine Mom podcast. And then selfishly, it was just to connect and have conversations with other women because motherhood can be super isolating. And and for me, as somebody that works for herself and I sit behind a computer most days, uh, I needed that connection. And that was the podcast was exactly the platform to uh, to start working towards building a community, a virtual community. I am so grateful that I got to connect with you, Maria, and through that podcast. And we were able to connect at a time when I just needed you. You're clearly a wise soul and a wise person. And there's so much to be drawn from what you have shared in your own story because of this idea that we can lose ourselves in that title of motherhood so very easily. And I think we need to, you know, at some point allow ourselves permission to do that for a while. Uh, you know, part of our 
kind of American culture, drive, 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 move, 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 and never sit around kind of creates this, I would say, unrealistic expectation that we have to jump back into being exactly who we were. And like you said, you have to reinvent yourself once that that role comes into your life because it is so uncontrollable. I like that you that you brought up that point. Also, I, I really appreciate how you talk about reaching out to a community, but then creating one. And I wish that I would have had you in the weeds, like the early years. I'm still in the weeds of parenting with a seven and a 10 year old, but I'm thinking about where you are right now with, you know, a baby that's months old. And like you said, that's a really kind of isolating and austere space to be. So I'm grateful for you and the work that you've done. And listeners, you can go ahead and binge listen to all of the Engine Mom episodes like I have done. They are amazing. (laughs) There's so much to be drawn from your guests and the wisdom found there. Can I ask you in regard to your interviews with the women that you've had on the Engine Mom podcast, what were some of your favorite or those that kind of changed your thinking or helped you through some muddy points of your own motherhood? Oh, that's like very deep question. Cause I could probably sit down and nitpick little tidbits from every single conversation that I had. And I, I remember, I mean, I've said this so many times on the show and I, to this day, will say this because this is exactly how I feel. I said, if I never make anything of this show other than just having conversations with other women, it's it was worth it because every single guest that I had on the show, whether they were influencers that, you know, were sort of sort of familiar names to others, or if they were just a friend of mine that had an interesting story that I felt was worth sharing, they had a unique experience that while it was unique to them, it was still so relatable on this on this grander level of, of motherhood. And you can take a lot of the advice with a grain of salt. Or, and it, in many cases, it wasn't even advice. It was just speaking from personal experience. And it resonates on so many different levels. I think one of my favorite episodes is actually the very first interview that I released with Marina Inglom. And she is the owner of the gym that I currently coach at. And in her early 40s, she left her corporate job and opened up a gym, a CrossFit gym with her husband. And she just shares that story of going from this really high profile job with the Discovery Channel and how she went from going into a boardroom with heels to, you know, getting rid of all of her expensive clothes and her her fancy wardrobe and going down to this sort of very casual role as a gym owner and a coach. And she said that the things that she loved about what she did in the corporate world are the exact same things that she loves about being a gym owner. And I just thought, you know, you can really think that the grass is greener because, oh, well, I'm in this role right now, but I really want to be somewhere else. And you can take so many things from what you're currently doing that you love and bring them into other aspects of your life and leave the things that you aren't are dissatisfied with behind. And so I felt that that was, I mean, the fact that we launched her as number one of the very first episode was, was like, oh man, this is going to be a really hard, um, hard conversation to follow. But every single conversation, you know, that, that preceded or that, that followed um, Marina's episodes were were equally as, as impactful as far as the the feedback and the quotes. And 
I'm trying to think of some other ones that just stand out to me, but for some reason, hers still rings because it's been so long since we launched that episode. And I feel like some people are going to forget, you know, go, don't, don't forget to go back and listen to episode. I think it was episode three <laughs> because um, I had done a couple solos pr- prior to that. But the overall theme, I think from all of the messages that, that were being shared on the podcast was you can have it all. You just can't have it all at once. And and that was advice that I actually just recently took when I made the really difficult decision to take a step back from the podcast. Lee, I love that you highlighted her advice and the idea that you can use the gifts repurposed you know, in a different way, because I think about when you started out talking about all of the things that you've done and the the small businesses that you're, you're working with, with your husband and your web design business, as well as the podcast can all be purposed in a variety of ways. And I know that anybody who's going to listen to this conversation, as well as any other conversation that I've listened in on, you're such a gifted kind of insightful person. You can, you really can get to the heart of what somebody's saying and also just speak very clearly when you're talking. So clearly there are a wide range of gifts that you have, and I'm sure that it serves you in your coaching practices as well. So I love that you resonated with that and then you kind of re-gifted us with that. So I'm going to make sure that in the show notes for this episode that I'll link that episode specifically so that people can jump right into that after they hear us. Oh, thank you. That's amazing. Awesome. So why don't we, since we're on the line of that podcast, let's just, let's go right there. What, what are you alluding to with the engine mom and what are you up to in relation to that? And uh, maybe that's seeking the air quotes balance. Yes, it, it definitely is. And this is kind of exciting for me to share. It's exciting and also sort of bittersweet because this is the first time I've actually really talked about it openly on, we'll say on record. <laughs> so, you know, like I said, I, I had finally sort of heeded the advice of these women that I, that have come from all different walks of life, but are all going through this motherhood journey together. And it was that you have to really get clear on what your priorities are. And I would preach the same to friends and listeners and people that I connect with through social media channels. And I was not living in that space. I wasn't listening to that advice and I wasn't walking that walk. I had uh, my second daughter at the end of November 2018. So at that time, I thought, okay, I'm going to have all this pre-recorded content for my listeners. And I'm going to have an intern takeover for my graphic design and web design business. And I'm going to take a little break from fitness coaching so that I can just be with my baby postpartum. And then I'll get back right in, you know, get right back into it because that's what I've always done. And that's what an engine mom is. An engine mom knows how to how to make all the gears work together and everything's going to be in unison. Everything's going to be in sync and flow. But of course, the reality is that, again, you, you know, that control or that those expectations are not always met because life is unpredictable with children. I didn't just have one baby. I had a second child that I also had to tend to. I had a husband. I had a body that I had to let recover and rest. And there are all these different things that... I was trying to do so effortlessly and trying to, to to hold myself to this very high standard that I've always done this and I can continue to do this. And I know it's going to be hard, but I can handle it. And it did take me several months to, and I'll say, 
it wasn't, it wasn't a breakdown and it wasn't like I cracked. It was just one of those aha moments where I found myself swimming in overwhelm, not to the point of, you know, like I'm not sobbing hysterically or just kind of feeling like I need to run away and and escape from everything. But you know, that feeling where you're just like, I don't know how I'm going to get all this done. (laughs) And it's hard to to even reach out to find some kind of help because you, it's like you're so your your mind is so scrambled that you don't even know where to start. And so the first thing that I did is I just I want I took a break. I put the computer down. I kind of I I looked at my calendar and I kind of cleared the day and I said, you know what? I just need some headspace. And I started talking to my husband and I can be a very impulsive person. So one of the first things I said was, well, you know, this isn't making any money and this is taking up too much time. And this is, so I I said, I'm going to have to quit this. I'm going to have to leave that behind. I'm going to have to do all these things. And he said, well, hang on a second. Let's assess where your energy is being poured out where the, you know, where the finances are coming in and out. And so we really, he helped me. I say my husband is, is a big, uh, personal development junkie and he's very good at implementing all of the things that he reads and all of the books that he reads. And and then there's me who (laughs) is still struggling to get through, you know, the book I bought last year, but (laughs) that that's my long way of saying that he really helped me take a step back and start to really think deeply about like what it is that I wanted and like revisit my core values. And at the end of the day, my core values, some, one of my top ones is community. So it felt really inauthentic to walk away from the podcast. But ultimately what I found was that I've had built this community over the past year and a half. It wasn't going anywhere just because I wasn't going to be sitting behind a microphone and releasing content every single week and having conversations recorded conversations didn't mean that I wasn't going to be having those same exact conversations with people that I've already connected with was didn't mean that I was not going to, you know, I was, I was still going to continue to engage with my audience on social media. And that was when I came to this realization that, okay, the podcast is not serving me right now because of the amount of time that it takes because of the money that I have to put into it. It's not serving me in the moment and I'm going to take a step back. And I I remember the first time I said that to myself, it felt so yucky. I don't know how else to describe it. It just felt bad in my heart and in my gut. And then when I kind of reassessed and I said it out loud for the first time that I'm going to stop producing the podcast, it felt very freeing and light. And I felt like this is it. This is the decision that was meant to happen. It just took me a little bit longer to, uh, to come to that decision. And I just so value, and I can't believe we have the exclusive here on the in podcast that you went through that process, because I think many people can relate to this, that, uh, especially not just in the role of motherhood, but in the range of all the things, you know, you're, you have a, a full life that you're doing. You've got a couple of thriving businesses. We could talk about the other things that you're doing. In reality, I knew this was your passion when you and I connected. It was, I think it was around December or something like that, winter, shortly after your second was born. Some of the advice I give when Yeah. Like I'm in the spot to give people advice about balance. Right. But that's a co-authored book that I have is going beyond balance. And that's one of the things that we speak about is knowing what to release. And that's hard, especially when something is really good (laughs) to take it off your plate. 
But I'm, I'm really thankful that you shared that whole process with the listeners. Do you think, Maria, that this is done with the podcast forever or for now? Just curious. Oh, that's a really good question. And when I think about it, I mean, I, I think... I think about for now because I, I, you know, you don't want to say never say never, but I, at this point in my life, I'm really enjoying what I'm doing. I feel like it was a different life almost. It feels like it was a project that was so necessary at the time. And it's not that it isn't necessary now, but I'm feeling very grateful for the experience. And I feel like I could jump back into it at any time. I could maybe the Engine Mom podcast turns into something completely different. Maybe it's an entire new show altogether, a new concept altogether. Um, but I feel like now I remember there was a point where I would look at other podcasts that were meant for moms and similar audiences. And I would feel this little sense of competition and not, you know, I would feel collaboration and also feel community, but I would feel like, oh, well, they're doing better because they've, they've reached this many listeners or, or, the, or they're doing, um, you know, they're having more success with sponsorships. And there was this twinge of, you know, almost like envy, like I'm not doing enough. And now I feel like I sit back and I see those thriving podcasts and I connect with those podcasters. And I just feel grateful that I had the opportunity to be part of that world. And I can continue to support them by being a listener and by sharing their podcast. So I feel grateful that I'm able to have the opportunity to come back if I choose. <laughs> That's so awesome. And I love it because I know you kind of referenced this um, kind of theme that came through your podcast interviews with it. You can, you know, you can have it all, just not at once. And that's a kind of a famous quote from, I believe it's Betty Friedan. And I just got done reading a book by, and I don't want to reference a book because you're going to be like, I don't have time for a book, Sarah Johnson, just be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Just finished one called, uh, it's about work, family, um, and the workplace by Anne-Marie Slaughter. And she just provides a super compelling argument that actually we we can't have it all. And we've sold ourselves a bill of goods and a big fat lie to think that we can because we have uh, care is one of the most important things that we do. It is probably above any other job that we have the most important. And yet, you know, and she's, she's uh, famous for writing an article of why women can't have it all. And it was published in the Atlantic a couple of years ago. And it's just a really, really interesting read. But the idea is that uh, both men and women are struggling because our workplace, our um, work spaces need to be more flexible. And that's really not the issue that it comes down with your own experience so much as trying to figure out which things to focus on because you have a highly flexible environment in your roles. But that whole idea of care, just at some point, one of the care providers in the uh, marriage or partnership has to figure out what they're going to you know, give up or release for a time. And it gave me a really kind of comforting thought, Maria, when, because I think you, as you know, I walked away from a pretty important titled position um, with a really good salary and I'm spending more time at home. But as you know, better than anybody entrepreneuring, you could work 24 hours a day, right? Oh, hundred percent. 
that's the blessing and the curse. It is the blessing and the curse. And so I, you know, a lot of my listeners may not totally get that because they have really long hours that they work, but, uh, and you could probably do the same thing, but in this case, give it to somebody like you, I think who is a hardworking, I'm not going to be negative and say, are you an overachiever, like a type A? (laughs) Oh, a hundred percent. I would label myself that. Yes. (laughs) I figured I've listened to enough of your episodes, lady. So I think that, um, part of that is just where is the definition anymore of your workday and putting those boundaries up for yourself is huge. So anyway, I just, to say that there's this whole idea of this balance in quotes, I think that is such a universal struggle for every single one of us. And just knowing when to say no is so critical. It, it's huge. And also love that in the conversation between you and your husband, you, you know, you talked about what's where your energy flow is because you can spend as much time as you want on something. If it's draining your energy, then that's no good. It's just a great message that you're giving to our listeners to prioritize, I guess, in any season of motherhood, but specifically in this one. I love it. Yeah. It's, I, you're, you said you were spot on with everything there. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I over talked that one. You and I could have a conversation. I think we've learned that you can, we could have a conversation for hours <laughs> on these <Yes>. topics. <laughs> so I would love for you to share a little bit about the other spaces because here's the thing like you're releasing this podcast. And if it, even if it is forever, you have this incredible, these. Uh, episodes that are serving mothers. I love so much the mission that what fuels us, you know, as moms. And so you've given that to the world, but you also really serve well in your professional roles. Would you like to share just a little bit about your coaching and your your web design business? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say that the very first thing that, that came as a part of my profession or as I evolved as a professional outside of my studies was web and graphic design. And I worked in different corporate spaces and with different small businesses. And I always had a little freelance gig on the side because somebody there was always somebody that needed a logo design or web design um, or website designed. And as I developed my skill set. I found that I really enjoyed freelance because I had the ability to work with a variety of different clients. I had the ability to work different hours, uh, sort of create my own schedule. And that was something that I never really intended to go out on my own. Uh, But once I had a taste of the the fact that I wasn't going to be working for somebody and I had this unlimited potential in terms of how much I could take on or how little I could take on. Uh, it was, and I, and there was a lot of control there because again, I am <laughs> definitely the type A control. Uh, I really, <laughs> it just felt really right for me. And so for a long time, I was just doing, you know, a couple hours a week just to make ends meet with my husband's salary and trying to also balance that with being home with my, with my first daughter. And because I had that flexible schedule and I was was, you know, we had, we had, this was sort of eliminated from the conversation earlier, but um, we had moved across the country. We were actually living at my parents' house as we were getting settled in our, in my husband's business. And then now me as a new mom and trying to do my freelance work, I was, I was finding myself with a little extra time and because my parents were helping out with the baby. So I was offered a position um, as a coach at the gym that I was training at. And I was really doing that just for 
the social aspect because again, motherhood can be isolating. So I was either home in front of the computer or home with the baby. And so coaching gave me the opportunity to do something that I just love to do, which is move my body, work with people, help people discover their potential. And so the two, while they're so different, while web design and fitness are are so completely (laughs) disconnected, there is this common theme of creativity and encouraging people to be creative or to express themselves creatively. So with my graphic and web design work, I help people, small businesses, nonprofit organizations, whoever it may be that needs my service. I help them communicate their message and express themselves visually. And in fitness and coaching, I help people express themselves physically and move their bodies in creative ways. And so it's just been a really beautiful way to do the things that I love to do. And, um, I feel like the, the web design fuels my creative side and the fitness side, uh, fitness coaching really fuels my extrovert and teacher in me. And I love it. I love how they meld together and that again, you get that opportunity to just pour into those spaces while you continue to provide such care for your your children. It's a really cool life that you've been able to build. And it's exciting to see that unfold and that success that you're having in your web design business. And she's very talented, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to definitely make sure that I uh, link all of your website and everything so that if you're a listener and you need any assistance, I can recommend Maria, for sure, on experience with that. When you were doing your your cross training, do you work with moms or is it a wide range of customers that you work with? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. So I actually started off as a level one CrossFit trainer. So I was working with the general po- population, just general fitness, um, CrossFit style workouts. And through working in the space uh, that I'm in, it, we were in a community of pretty pretty young families. So we had a lot of women coming in pregnant and postpartum. And I, of course, was myself as a postpartum woman and recently pregnant. And I started to fall in love with the idea of, of training pregnant women. And I thought, well, you know, I've been pregnant and I, I'm, I've trained, but I don't know a lot about the nuances and the the, what it really takes to to train someone effectively in pregnancy. And then I I dove into this certificate course and got certified as a pre and postnatal coach. And I learned so much about the female body that was just kind of, I don't want to say mind blowing, but just it kind of took me back at the fact that I there's so much about my own body <laughs> that I was so unaware of. And it was empowering to have the knowledge to be able to to tell women that like you don't have to stop what you're doing, but there are going to be things that are, you're going to want to create different strategies on how you're training because a lot of the language around training as a pregnant woman was either you need to stop doing what you're doing or you just continue to do what you're doing. But there's so much gray area in there because there's things to be, you know, to take into consideration and, the certificate that I received was was exactly what I what I think the community that I serve at the gym needed, um, based on the the amount of women. We think there's something in the water because there's lots and lots of pregnant women coming <laughs> through. But it just made me feel like I was serving a really very uh, 
a much needed population to to give them the tools that they needed to navigate pregnancy. Uh, I'll say this, this sort of like a hashtag fit pregnancy, <laughs> but, but to navigate a fit pregnancy in a really, really healthy and mindful way. And again, another reason why I wish I would have known you all those years ago, because I didn't do any of that. <laughs> it's amazing what's available now, you know, like you can get so much information and some of it's really good and some of it's kind of, you know, it's off. So it's, it's, I feel like they're going in the right direction though. That's awesome. And you provide services, kind of um, coaching services virtually, don't you? For those of my listeners that are not in your local area and can't head to your gym, are you are you still doing that? I am. And you know, that's actually the kind of the direction that I've gone in, especially because again, with the pod, similar to the podcast, I, I did need to take a little bit of a step back from coaching. I'm still coaching um, every week, but I'm not doing it at, at the level that I was as far as the amount of time I'm spending at the gym, which was again, something that felt like I, you know, I felt like maybe I was quitting or I was letting people down, but I, I realized that I'm still serving the community that I need to serve. And it's just in a different way. So the virtual consults and the virtual coaching, um, writing programs for women that want to train on their own or, or have check-ins with me. Um, I still offer that service and it's going really well because now I feel like I can reach a wider net without having to sacrifice a ton of time in the gym away from my family. Well, and it's a beautiful kind of a reciprocal relationship because then now all of my listeners, no matter where they are, they could connect with you because they're going to want to. I just know that. So there's that opportunity, like you said, a wider net, but it also, um, you know, allows people from further away to gain access to your skills and gifts. So that's really cool. I love to hear that. Thank you, Sarah. Yes. And so I wanted to make sure Maria that we're able to get to a couple of the standard questions that I ask on this podcast and I'm dying to know about them because you're such a fascinating person to me. Um, but I'd, I'd really like to know, and this question is inspired by one of my favorite artist. Her name is Nicole Nordeman, and she writes a song where she um, writes a letter to herself, her, you know, basically her previous self, and it's called Dear Me. And so just wondering if you had the opportunity to write a letter to yourself, to Maria at any age or stage, what advice would you give? I actually think back to my, my education in both undergrad and grad school, and I would write to myself at that age and, and, you know, late teens, early twenties to seriously take advantage of all the amazing things that you have access to as a student. There were so many opportunities that I could have taken. I could have explored different types of, and, and for me, I'll, I'll speak to myself because I was an art major. I could have explored letterpress. I could have explored ceramics. I could have done a lot of different kind of variety of things in my, in my studies. And also just, I had access to these things that would have now as a, as a, as a grown adult, if I want to go experiment with letterpress or take a calligraphy course, I have to pay for it. At that time I had so much free, you know, education at my fingertips. And I really didn't take advantage of that. And even in grad school, I think uh, there were amazing seminars and speakers. And I don't know if I was so focused on what the next step was outside of school. You know, I wanted to get to that real world experience that I, that I missed all of the the, the beauty of just being a, a student and being a sponge. But that would be my advice is to take advantage of, of, of education and to really, really embrace the fact that the only responsibility you have, at least in, in, in 
some cases is to sit and learn. Um, cause I wish I had more time to do that now. Oh yes. I love it. I love that advice. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go back to my former self and give the same advice, Maria. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe we can encourage our kids to do that. Right. Hey, yeah. It'd be nice. I always think and just being an educator and working with teenagers over the years, you just always wish you could kind of implant that wisdom into their brains. But unfortunately we gain it, you know, we gain that wisdom <laughs> from experience most of the time. Right. So true. Uh, so another question for you is my listeners know that I believe that there's a mission in our message. And so I'm just wondering that if there's a listener out there that's finding themselves in a pit of fear or doubt, what advice would you have to help them kind of pull themselves out if they need to hear Maria's voice? So this is a great question too. And and one of the things that kind of came to popped in my mind when I, I thought of the pit of doubt or fear is, is imposter syndrome. And that's something that I have experienced in so many different, different facets of my life. And I think the, the reminder or the lesson is that you are not the only one. And so in other words, it's, it's very likely that whatever it is that you're going through, what you're experiencing, that you might be doubting yourself that maybe you're not good enough, or maybe you're just, you're afraid of taking the next step. Somebody has very likely done that or experienced that before you have. And and so there's no need to reinvent the wheel. It's, it's about being your authentic self. And so really tuning into who you are what you're doing, what your mission is, what your goal is, remind yourself of that and know that you don't have to start from scratch. You can take inspiration from somewhere else. And it's likely that you were influenced to take the next step or to make the pivot or whatever it is that you might have fear or doubt around because you were influenced by somebody else that came before you. And so lean on that when you feel that doubt or that overwhelm or that fear and remind yourself that even if people have done what you're doing before, you know, people are, people are doing what you're doing and you don't feel like you can compare yourself to them or you don't feel like you're adequate enough because you haven't got the experience. No one is going to pursue what you're going to pursue the same way as you. And in other words, you are unique and that's what's going to resonate with whoever you're trying to reach. So if you are trying to launch a new business, or if you're just trying to, to spread a message that you're not sure that it's going to resonate, you're going to find your people. And not every person is going to be your person. Not everyone's going to find that your message resonates. Um, and th- so the fear and the doubt may be for some rejection and you might get rejection, but understand that if you are authentic, there will be people that will rally around you and you'll have that community. So I, I kind of hype myself up when I when I think of that and that's sort of my 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 go-to bit of advice when it comes to imposter syndrome. Well, not only do you give great advice to the listeners, you spoke to me again. Um Maria, you really helped me during a intensely pity, fearful (laughs) period of my life. So I thank you for that. And I thank you for sharing that with the listeners in such a capable and confident way. And also sharing that you need to pep yourself up during those times too, because we all kind of need that no matter where we're at. So I just really thank you for that wisdom. As always, Maria Alcoke, she's amazing. Thank you. That was a great question. Awesome. Maria, I am going to make sure that I link up everything that we talked about in the show notes, but would you like to give the listeners the best way to get a hold of you if they would like to engage with any of your services and also um, connect, of course, with the Engine Mom podcast? Oh, of course. So I am on 
Instagram the most. That's my my preferred platform. And you can follow me with under uh, at the underscore engine underscore mom. My website is enginemom.com. That's where you can go and access all the podcast episodes up to, I think we're going up to episode 90 before, before I officially sign off. And, and actually in that same vein, I have been collaborating with um, another podcast for moms. There's just so many amazing podcasts out there for women. Um, so I definitely recommend checking out the generation.mom podcast. It's a, another uh, a duo co-hosts of women that um, I, I have met and built a community with over the years of podcasting. And you can also find me at um, mariavita.com, which is my old website that I'm currently rebuilding, but you can get all the information about contacting me and my services over there for uh, graphic and web design services. And on enginemom.com, there's also a link to work with me if you're interested in virtual coaching. That's a lot. There's a lot there. (laughs) There is a lot. And because I know a lot of my listeners, you know, are checking out the podcast on their commute again, as always, I will go ahead and link those so that you can just easily connect with Maria. But thank you for getting that recommendation as well, because I know that my listeners always like to have those as well. Uh, Because once we're done listening to your 90 episodes, I love it. It's a nice round number, of course. (laughs) It's perfect. Um, We'll make sure that that everybody's able to connect with you. And Maria, I just thank you so much. I know that it's not always easy to fit time in, but thank you for prioritizing this interview. And of course, it was awe-inspiring. And I'm so excited for my listeners to come to your motherhood story and to connect with you after this. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah. This has been so fun. Awesome. I continue to be completely awe-inspired by every single guest on this podcast, and I am so grateful every time you choose to share, rate, review an episode. It matters so greatly to the mission and the message of our guests, and I appreciate every time you help one another rise by lifting up the message. Thank you so much, and I appreciate you being a part of this awe-inspiring community.